Welcome to Just One More Story, a weekly podcast featuring unique and interesting stories that are inspired by true and personal events. Some are thinking, why should I listen to this podcast? Well, to be perfectly honest, who better to tell a story than the person that wrote it? And in this case, that writer is me, your host, George Walters. With that, let's get started. Hi folks, thanks for joining me here today. Today I put together a story on how to start your own vegetable garden and a bit on how to grow some things. I have to admit there isn't a day that goes by throughout the summer months that I'm not working in my gardens. What makes a good garden? Well, to be honest, other than a bit of know-how and the main ingredient would be a hoe. Yep, a hoe. There is no way that anyone can have any fun in a garden without one. My old dad used to say, George, a dirty hoe is a happy hoe. I found out that to be somewhat true. With that, let's get on with today's show. I hope you enjoy starting your own vegetable garden. With spring in the air, and I knew it wouldn't be long before the soil would be warming up to where I could start working it. While walking around my property, and I noticed an old truck pulling into my driveway. Once we got closer, I noted it was a friend of mine that I haven't seen in a few months. We got to talking, and one thing led to another, and he asked me how I would go about starting a vegetable garden on ground that hasn't been looking after for it in a few years. Well, I said, it doesn't take too much other than work. If it was me, I would start things off in the fall of the year, turning the soil over good with a shovel. Dig down deep as you can, and then just leave it like that all winter. Now, I'm saying with, to use a shovel if it isn't a great amount, but if it is, say, a half an acre or so, well, then you would need to put your tractor and plow to work. But I'm assuming you're talking about a small vegetable garden out behind your house just large enough for you and your family, right? Yep, that's, that's about the size of it, George. Nothing too large, but large enough to feed the four of us. Okay, okay then. So, yeah, if all isn't to your liking for turning over the soil, spring would be fine too. It's just that... I like to give the soil time to breathe and break down a, a bit. However, once you've finished working things up, if you have any wood ashes, dump them all over the top of the ground that you just turned over and let it set for a few days. I found that by doing this, it will ward off a lot of unwanted insects and some diseases that is not needed in your garden. Don't worry much about the old grass that was there when you started as when all said and done, you won't find or see any of it anywhere. In fact, the grass and weeds you work into the soil will act as a manure and improve the soil. Once you have that all done up nicely, gather all the leaves you have lying around your home, grass cuttings are even better, and dump it over the top of your just dug earth. Now you're all set, and you can get that rotor tiller out and go to work. I work mine as soon as I can get onto the soil in the spring. First one way and then the other about four times. If your ground is real hard, you might have to do it a couple times more. A good way to know when it is ready for planting is when you reach down, grab a handful of nice earth, and it sort of runs off your fingers when you let it go. I always finish tilling my garden by tilling it the way I'm going to plant. I found it makes it easier, makes it easier to get my rows straight as I can just look at the lines in the soil left by my rototiller. Of course, this will only work if you're good enough to keep your lines straight. 
I have seen some gardens that the lines are crookeder than a dog's hind leg. A good tip on how to do that is that before you strike off across your garden with your rototiller, pick an object on the opposite side. It doesn't matter what, a small tree, stone, or whatever, and head directly towards it. Once you have the first row straight, you now just have to put your one wheel of the tiller on the edge of the finished row and carry on with the rest of your garden. Works slick. Another thing that I like to do is border my gardens with something. No special reason. I do it mostly just for looks. On one of my large vegetable gardens, I use raspberries around the top and down one side. Then on another corner, we put in a herb garden, or a herb area, I should say, as my lovely wife loves her herbs for cooking and things, and they're, they're also, they also help with unwanted guests throughout the growing season, like insects and things. And then on the other side, I put in my asparagus, and, which is a perennial. Perennials are those that continue to grow year after year, remaining dormant throughout the winter months. Annuals typically are planted in the spring and summer months. They bloom and grow for the season, and then die off come fall. Talking about raspberries and asparagus, I should mention that it takes around three years before you start seeing any great amounts of produce when it comes to these two. The same actually goes with fruit trees. The old saying is, first year they rest, and second years they start moving, and the third year, well, you get to enjoy the fruit of your labor, so to speak. Most grapes are the same too, taking three years before you get anything worthwhile. One thing while I'm on the subject of fruit trees, if you do have some old wood acids, you can pour them around the base of the trees, not too much, about a half a pail or so. Just let it lay there and come spring work it in a wee bit. What it does, what it does is this, it helps with stabilizing the worms in your fruit. You might still get a few, but I have had years without any, and no pesticides needed. That's what I like. I also like to take some white latex and paint the bottom of my small fruit trees, say about a foot up from the ground. This will also discourage any ground insects from getting onto the leaves. If you have rabbits or lots of mice, you should put a steel mesh around the bottom of your young trees, say about a foot high or so. You can also use some plastic, but make sure you put some holes in it for air to get through, or you might kill your trees. Not too tight either, you don't want to strangle them. Another thing I do when trimming my trees, let's say if I cut a good sized limb, I like to cover the fresh cut as this stops any diseases from getting into the open wound and allows it to heal quicker. Something like us humans when we cut ourselves, we put on some ointment and cover it with a bandage. You can find the black you can buy the black tire like stuff, but you can also just use a good old Elmer's white glue. I found it works just as good. Anyways, back to the garden. I get carried away sometimes. Now that you have it all worked up and it's spring, you can get on with your planting. Don't be in a hurry. What some like to do is if the ground isn't up to Around 50 degrees or so, it isn't going to do much anyways. Once it's worked up, though, the sun throughout the day will get things up to temperature pretty quick. The next step, you should take your time and make sure of what you want to plant. My wife and I plant what we like to eat, along with a bit extra for friends and family. 
One thing I should also mention, if you plant raspberries in your garden, make sure you don't plant tomatoes too close to them, as the tomatoes can transfer blights and other fungal diseases to your raspberries. I also realize that there are a lot of people that live in apartments who doesn't have a piece of land. But there are some foods such as herbs, certain vegetables, and even tomatoes that you can grow in pots on a windowsill. This is not the greatest way of doing things, I know that, but it can at the very least give you a taste of what fresh veggies should smell and taste like. However, if you do have a yard, even a small yard, you can grow a lot of things and the rewards are too many to name. With just a pocket full of seeds, a person can grow enough fresh vegetables to keep them healthy year-round at a very little cost. Why should I grow my own, some might ask, as the grocery stores are loaded with good-looking fruits and vegetables all the time? Well, unfortunately, a lot of things about fruits and vegetables in the grocery stores are deceiving. For example, I've seen tomatoes sold attached to a part of a vine which says vine-ripened tomatoes. Well, this sounds all good and fine. In reality, a lot of the time, they are not ripened in the vine at all. They are picked green. Then they are exposed to ethylene gas, which ripens them. And as soon as they turn red, they are then put out on the store shelves for you to purchase. Ethylene gas is also used to ripen other things like bananas and other fruits and vegetables. So what it all boils down to is this. What you think you're really get getting, you aren't, as most fruits and vegetables in the stores today aren't really fresh at all. And on top of that, I am not quite sure how good they are for you health-wise. I don't honestly think anyone really knows for sure. Another would be like buying a few peaches in a grocery store. Usually when you get them home, they're hard as a rock. Truth be known, that's not how peaches are in the real world. Fresh off the tree, they should smell good, taste delicious, and they are actually just a touch on the soft side. So, there you have it. A few tips on gardening that I have learned over the years from some of the best. Food for thought, you might say. Before I go, here are a few vegetables that I recommend starting inside if you're starting them from seed. And don't forget to give yourself time in planting them, as it will take around six to eight weeks for them to get up to size to plant outside. First, we will start off with the ones inside. These will be basil, eggplant, broccoli, leeks, Brussels sprouts, lettuce, cabbage, cauliflower, parsley, peppers, celery, chives, and last, tomatoes. Now here are the names of the vegetables that I plant right from seed directly into my garden. Bush and pole beans, potatoes, beets, radishes, carrots, spinach, squash, summer and winter, zucchini, corn, Swiss chard, cucumbers, peas, and turnips. Finally, remember this. When you get all your gardens all worked up, pull up a lawn chair next to the warm, fresh-tilled soil and take off your shoes and socks. Then sit back with a cool drink or a glass of wine, take a sip, relax, and smell the air. Then feel the energy from the soil as it enters through your feet and into your body. Sounds kind of silly, but really it isn't. So, what is my conclusion regarding soil and how good it needs to be to grow things in abundance? Well, some would say it has to be perfect. 
But in reality, that would be untrue. And why is that? Well, take grapes. My old dad always told me, George, the best wine comes from a stressed soil, not a fertile soil. And in fact, anyone who has ever grown grapes or made a fine wine knows that to be a fact. Life is sure a mystery, isn't it? That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that all my stories are also available in books. We have seven books to choose from, and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All of our books are available on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com in ebooks or paperback. If you would like more information regarding my books or podcasts, you can email me at any time at stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll say that one more time. Stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll get back to you. You can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, CastBox, The Walters Post, and Google Home. Just say, hey Google, play Just One More Story by George Walters. And if you enjoy my podcast, share them with others or tell a friend. In doing so, it will help me make more podcasts for all to enjoy. And finally, I would like to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in every Friday for a new episode of Just One More Story by George Walters. <laughs>